Welcome to the Ephesiology Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the study of the early Christian movement and its implications for the church today. Welcome to our next installment in our Make Disciples podcast series, where we are covering what a disciple is, who we are in Christ, what are the characteristics of a follower of our King? So today we are discussing the next characteristic that disciples are respectful. To sufficiently cover it, we have Michael, our resident ephesiologist. I'm Andrew Johnson, associate pastor at Neartown Church in Houston, Texas. And we've brought in a real heavy hitter all the way from Spain, Miguel Castillo. Miguel, no pressure, we are, no pressure at no all. Pressure. Uh, now, Miguel was born in Monterey, Mexico, but he has been in Madrid, Spain for the last 20 years. Uh, he's been a part of church planting teams in Mexico, in the U.S., in Spain. They have been in Madrid working with the M4 network in Spain. And, and part of his job, he goes and he trains church planters all across Europe. So, Miguel, welcome to the Physiology Podcast. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Michael, for having me. This is a great pleasure to be here with you guys. Oh, well, really, it's our privilege, Miguel. You you have uh, inspired many of us uh, in, in the organization that I work with, but also in your country and all throughout Europe with the things that you guys are doing. I've, it's been so much fun to follow M4 and, and see what the Lord is doing through you all. Yes, we're very excited, really, uh, with what um, the Lord is doing through through the the ministry. We uh, maybe it's something to mention uh, to what Andrew said. I have been in Spain for twenty years, but the first four years I was in Barcelona. That's where I started my my time here, and I became very quickly a fan of the Barcelona Football Club. I was about to say, <laughs> did you plant your flag? You you claimed your allegiances? Okay. It's hard. It's hard to live in Madrid being a, a Barcelona football club fan. <laughs> but uh, but hey, there's been seven thousand who haven't knelt their knee uh, before uh, the Madrid Real Madrid. So okay, only seven thousand. Only seven thousand. And counting. And counting. Uh, and uh, and then um, I don't know if you mentioned, but uh, Ilaria and I have been married for thirteen years now. And we are part of a local church plant project here in Madrid for the last four years. We launched the the, the church plant project here. Yeah. Well, mainly I didn't mention it because I knew I would uh, not say her name as beautifully as you did. So I just skipped right over it so that you could just nail it. And you did. Awesome. Perfecto. Uh, besides being married and participating in a, a local church plant um, to, to move you from the world of being a globe-trotting superhuman. Are there other like important facts that you would love for us to know about you so that we, you know, you're human? Yes. And, and actually it has to do with what Michael was saying. He said, I, I have inspired him. And uh, I, I want to say it was mutual because from the moment we met, there were uh, uh, already uh, early on in our conversations, a few things that, not only inspired, but have actually influenced mm. the, the way uh, we are doing some things and some of our training. And the, one of the things we're doing uh, 
with the church planters um, is actually go before in time and try to find future church planters. So we're starting and going to to uh, pools, which are usually uh, youth groups or or college groups or or groups of younger people in Spain in different churches, different ministries um, that focus on on uh, maybe a university. And we we do a, a nine uh, month uh, formative experience. It's mainly online, and uh, one of the one of the six modules that we cover in that training has to do with uh, building a team, putting mm -hmm. together a team, a cohesive team, a complementary team. And Michael was very, uh, till this day, very influential with a couple of great uh, piece of advice that he gave us there. Mm -hmm. My well, goodness. That, Miguel. My goodness, um, you can add that to a plaque on your wall, Michael. I think that's I think that's worth framing. Uh, that's the type of compliments that keep us grinning. Well, uh, hmm. well, we're grateful, Miguel, because you've been so faithful to the Lord's work in Europe, and it's not an easy place, is it? Tell us a little bit about that work and what you all are doing with M four and and. Yeah, how it's going in Spain, what you're seeing all across the European context. Yes, yes, it, it is not easy and historically has not been an easy place. Uh, you know, most of the European countries are under uh, one or maybe under 2% um, evangelical Christians in terms of uh, population. Uh, we, however, we really believe and are seeing um, uh, some things that tell us it, uh, we are experiencing a new day uh, a, and a new season hmm. in Europe and in Spain. And part of it is what we are seeing in terms of response of, of younger people to plan new churches, but also, also the, the, the sensitivity of people and the response to, to, to spiritual things and specifically to, to Christianity. Uh, so, so um, yes, with, with M4, we, we have, uh, as I said, we have the nine-month formative program uh, online, but we also do a two-year, once, once there is a team in place and they say, hey, we want to plant the church that plants churches. Uh, we put together a group of six, eight, or 10. We've had up to 16 teams go together through a two-year program, almost like an incubator or a greenhouse. Mm -hmm. And they go uh, through four uh, modules. We call them learning communities uh, because they are really genuine communities where you learn from each other. Uh, and we don't, um, uh, uh, we don't uh, mark the expression of church we don't mark the ecclesiology um, of, of the church project. Uh, they come from different backgrounds, different denominations, different uh, expressions of churches. You can have a house church that is planting in an urban context, but then you have another church that is more on campus-based, on a suburban context, and they all come together and they learn from each other, and it makes it a really enriching mm -hmm. Uh, time and then the the four uh, learning communities have a have a theme, 
and and that's where we get our name M4, and it's master, um, mission, movement, multiplication, and movement. Those are the four uh, themes that we walk the church planting teams through these yeah. two years. Wow, great. Great. Well, that's a resource we want our folks to be aware of, and so we'll make that uh, available on the Make Disciples website. But it, it, in this uh, characteristic that we're talking about, we're, we're talking about disciples are respectful. Give us some of your thoughts, Miguel, about this topic. Yes, we live in a um, very polemical world right now, it's, and it's just not Christians fighting with Christians, but it's people from different groups that are constantly, it seems like, in tension with each other. Very much, very much so. Very polemical and very polarized in every direction. <laughs> and uh, and and um, I want to mention to you and Andrew that uh, this is. Uh, I was very pleased to to read this about this characteristic because i believe it's a very unique contribution to to your book i have not seen uh, uh this topic addressed in depth uh of being respectful for so that's the first thing i want to say i think it's mm -hmm. uh and, and by the way great catch on on ephesians what was it 19 or oh, acts 19 acts i'm sorry acts 19 a great catch on that uh, on that story there, where um, the, the the polemic with the with the industry of the silversmiths and the riot that uh, that uh, happened there, um, and um, I really think is a is a, is such a such an important um, attitude and posture uh, to go into any situation. It can be a, a complete idolatrous situation, like the the case that uh, Paul and 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 the other disciples faced there in Ephesus. But it can be um, any any really kind of scenario or situation uh, where you can come, where where we are to come with that that posture of uh, of respect. And I think at the core of the character of Christ is is. Um, how we look at people and how mm. we approach people. Uh, are we approaching them as objects, as enemies, or are we approaching them? I loved what you mentioned there also in the book about uh, approaching people just for the very truth that they are made in the image and the likeness of God. Yes. Uh, and that is enough <laughs> To, to approach people as people and as as uh, uh, creatures of uh, God Almighty. Mm. And on top of that, I would I would also say I think it is the character of Christ to approach uh, people with love. Uh, mm -hmm. we, yes, we see Jesus on every single interaction in the Gospels uh, with a very loving attitude with a very loving approach the only times uh, i was thinking as i was reading the chapter that we see jesus maybe not displaying uh, <laughs> uh, 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 a full expression of of love but i think it's it's also love 
was with the Pharisees, the religious, mm -hmm. the 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 ones, the, the, the hypocritical ones that were using religion for their own purposes and to serve themselves. No? I think you have brought out something before we started recording. I, you're you're in my head, Miguel. So I'm not sure how that happens. Spain, Houston, um, but the fact that so many times we as disciples, uh, when we we think about respect, we would like to just say well, disciples love. That's what we do. Disciples love, and certainly, if Michael had written this book and say disciples love. I don't think anybody would have batted two eyes at that idea. They're like, yes, absolutely. Disciples should love. However, by making the distinction that the disciples are respectful, we are highlighting a specific type of love towards yeah. others that elevates them, that honors them. And mm -hmm. too often we see when Jesus loves and we, uh, rather how Jesus acts maybe towards the Pharisees, and we say, we love like that. We love by bringing the hard truth. We love by telling people the really aggressive thing. And sometimes that love, um, Jesus didn't do this, but we love by uh, taking a baseball bat <laughs> to you, right? Like we're, we're going to bring this hard thing and you need to know this because you're out of sorts. And instead it is a, it is a humble, it is a serving, it is a disciple is respectful. They honor, they lift up. And I, I love how you have made that articulation there. Yes. Yes. And um, I, I, I also thought about and, and noticed how um, um, this kind of respect or posture of respect um, focuses also on um, um because it's very easy to come into a situation where there's something completely anti-Christian or completely anti-biblical and focus on that mm. and and not on the person and not or on the collective or on the group of people. And 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 it, how important it is to to distinguish and say, okay, here is uh, a not um in this case of uh, the book of Acts, you have the object of worship. But it can be an ideology or or a different situation, and just how important it is to separate and say, okay, let me focus on the person, respect the person, as you said. Uh, but no, I think the typical and historical approach of us as Christians has been to focus on the ideology, on the topic, on the object of worship that's anti-biblical, and go and bash against that, and, and then yeah. so, at times, as you said, with the bat. Using using violence. I mean, we have count countless uh, cases in history, uh, even recent, very recent history, <laughs> like last week, uh, mm. of how that happens. Mm -hmm. uh, but how important it is to to really put in value the the person and and approach the person, listen to the person, uh, and and I and I think that's. Just to complement what you were saying. No? Yeah. Now, you're in a majority Catholic context. How does that play out in your context? Oh, um, I, I immediately, as I was reading through the passage, I couldn't help, uh, especially mm -hmm. when you were relating to the Buddhist um, um, uh, villages. Uh, 
I was thinking of the processions here during Holy Week, during Easter. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is people actually come from all over the world to to see this in Spain because it is an actual um a, it's 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 a very strong cultural um expression which is the processions during Holy Week, especially a Good Friday and um and the and and that whole week uh, 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 leading into the the the, the crucifixion, mm-hmm. and and there is a just a, um, a an invocation almost of of death, you know, and 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 a lot of times it stays there in 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 the, in the Catholic tradition. It doesn't move into the resurrection and the life and the and 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 the and the power of that, and I and I was thinking how. How um, how easy would it be for groups of uh, disciples of Jesus <laughs> to go against that and 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 um, denounce that and and just say no 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 let's let's get rid of these processions and bring a, and bring the life uh, into into this that that Jesus has given us. But uh, I think in the other hand it gives us great opportunities for conversation mm-hmm. and i think you mentioned this how sometimes the different cultural aspects give us the pathways to 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 talk and to have meaningful conversations about the gospel and i think this this provide um this this cultural so intricate a uh, cultural um aspects like the processions uh, that uh, that lift up a death uh, can really give us a conversation to to speak about life and 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 what we have in the resurrection. That's that's mm. one example. Yeah, great. I I love I love that example uh, of looking at what's happening in the culture and thinking about ways in which we can connect there with the culture. How has this shown up in the ways rather, how would you respond to some of your students who are coming, uh, who are, are, are seeking training from you and, um, how, what are some of the examples maybe that you've heard from them about, uh, cultural obstacles that they have come up against and, and how are you helping them see that aspect of, of love and respect? Um, through your training? Hmm. Yes. Well, a lot of the younger, um, the younger students that are coming through are probably facing a lot of the different um, uh, issues on, on gender um, and how that uh, is a, is a major um, topic these days and and how there is so much confusion into that and um and a lot of the 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 conversations that that we have about that we 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 really i encourage them a lot to to listen because sometimes we come with a very strong narrative or a, or a very strong message that that we yes. already want to pass on mm-hmm without necessarily hey let's let's just spend some unlimited time listening listening to their story listening to their pain mm-hmm. 
listening to their background, listening to what happened and uh, and listening for brokenness, you know. Mm. Um, also, and th- that's 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 one major one. That um, is a major one, yeah. And I think that 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 has made a difference and makes a difference. Um, and we see that also in in Jesus, how he approached people by listening and and asking questions that had to do with touching the fiber of the person he he had in front of him. Another another aspect is is um, and I think it really hits at the at the at the chord of respect is a taking care of um, or being careful with the language we use. Mm. For example, as Michael was saying, a, a, a strong Catholic, historically deep-seated Catholic country like Spain, you you talk about sin, the word sin. And it's it's a bad word. It's a it's a it's a it's something that already you bring mm-hmm. up and you want to talk about sin and put it on the table in the conversation, and you immediately uh, burn a bridge in that whole conversation. But uh, what if you talked about brokenness? Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody can agree something's broken. <laughs> everybody can agree something has gone wrong, or or separation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, who feels distant from from God, or if there was a a, a, a slight belief on 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 the transcendence. Um, so, so watching language and taking care of language without diluting or without a, a not a speaking the truth. I think mm-hmm. actually respect. Uh, includes truth. I also love the 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 aspect that you mentioned on the book, that it doesn't mean uh, you agree with the right. other person in every single value, but 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 you still uh, uh, value the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love your emphasis on listening because it's yes. when we listen and active listening, not just mm-hmm. you know sitting there and nodding your head. Uh, waiting for you to interject something yep. that you think is important, but listening for what you're talking about, the brokenness, the the points of contact, and yes. really engaging with the person on a human level it seems so important as, as we're wrestling with these very challenging cultural issues. I have a friend that he, it was a great analogy when he was like painting his house um, but he was really, really annoyed that people who had come over to paint were um, goofing off and hanging out and having a great time in chatting. And he was finding himself getting really, really, really angry. Uh, and then he felt the Lord told him, hey, people, not paint. Uh, mm. It's people, not paint. And as I'm listening to you, it's when we are engaging with people who don't know Jesus, we need to have that mindset. It's people, not projects. We don't listen as if they are a project. We don't listen for, like like Michael said, for that final opening. Okay, now it's my time to talk. Um, And I really appreciate actually that you did bring up that notion of uh, where where gender differences or that that topic uh, idea of gender. Mm. that that is a cultural hot button and uh for a lot of people when something like that comes on the table 
It's like, okay, well, I got to wait till they're done talking so I can tell them how wrong they are. I've got, I've got to wait to tell them because I got to bring the truth and they need to know what, what does loving and honoring and being respectful and, and lifting the other person up look like? What if a disciple who is respectful is actually doing a much better job of witnessing and showing what Christ does than somebody who brings that final, and now I need to tell you you're wrong and I need to lead you through the four spiritual laws and make sure that you know about Jesus in the right way. Right, right. What what would you have, Miguel, as kind of like a final word or an encouragement for others um, to be respectful? What, What comes to mind? What, what immediately comes to mind, uh, even listening to you um, share that last note, is we have focused so much time in the past, I speak for myself and the circles I come from, on, on uh, making sure the world knows what we are against. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about mm-hmm. time to, to really invest and pour all of our energies into telling the world what we are for. I think it was Leslie Newbegin or, or, or somebody along those lines that said, you know, that gospel already has its own barriers. Uh, Why put (laughs) our own barriers or add, add more Uh barriers to the gospel. So, so I would, I would say that I would say, and I think that's what, uh, Paul and the disciples did right there uh, in Ephesus that day, they or those days. Mm. They were they were saying, "Hey, pointing people to Jesus, pointing people to the living God, pointing people to to life and to and to true fertility, <laughs> mm. Mm. life abundant." And um, and I think if we can focus more, even in those gender uh, topics or any gender for for that matter, if we can point people to what the scriptures say, to what God's design is all about, I think it can help people. Oh, really? And you find sometimes people have no clue or no idea that God had an opinion on on a certain topic. Mm. My goodness, Miguel, I am so thankful that you have joined us today to bring not just the the wisdom that you had, but put some skin on this idea uh, that disciples are respectful. If if our listeners have been excited uh, listening to you and and hearing what you're sharing, and they want to get involved with your ministry or or see what more is going on in Spain, how can they connect with you further? They can um, write a, to our email, my email, uh, at miguel at m4europe.com. That's one easy way to, to get in contact with me. And um, come see us. Come visit us in Madrid. We'll show you around. And uh, we would love, I have a good friend, Kurt Nelson, that says, it is impossible to come to Spain and leave indifferent without a burden to pray 
and to invest in Spain for spiritual purposes. So come see us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Man. Well, thank you, Miguel, for inviting half of the known world to come <laughs> to be changed in Spain. I, I just made our podcast really popular. That's all. Right. It's fine. I don't know what it's fine. I don't think we're there world. yet, but hey, you know, we this makes know the world very much, do we? We're very no, but we are, are listening. <laughs> we are so thankful for you, Miguel, joining us today. And we also want to thank all of our listeners for uh, checking out this next installment in our Make Disciples podcast series. Uh, if this was your first podcast in this series or you're interested in finding more of our Ephesiology podcast catalog, go check us out online, ephesiology.com, or simply scroll back in our podcast feed and click on any of the topics that interest you. And lastly, please be sure to check out all of the resources that we have for you at masterclasses.ephesiology.com. I'm certain it is going to be a blessing and a benefit to you. So for Michael, Miguel, and myself, thank you for doing theology and community with us today on the Ephesiology Podcast.